0: This show is part of the retrozap.com podcast network.
1: Hi,
2: this is Joey, and today's show is brought to you by T Public. Go to the Cast T Public store by visiting Tpublic Dot Animaticast dot com
1: Nation
0: And welcome everybody to episode eighty-seven of the Animaniecast. Welcome once again to the Animaniacast, we're the only podcast out there dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs, and here we explore the series, episode by episode, talking about all the cultural references and gags that we can find, and in the end we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts from California, it's my brother Nathan. The name's Bond. Municipal bond, <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly.
2: Hello there. Hello.
0: Um. Well, today we're. Gosh, we are getting closer and closer to the end of Animaniacs. They're at least classic run, aren't we? We're talking about episode eighty-seven, which includes the segments from Burbank with Love, Anchors, a Warners, and When You're Traveling. Well, it's it's called like When You're Traveling or When You're Traveling. From Nantucket, it, we don't really know exactly the title. It's, it's called "It's the Time Song." The Time Song, <laughs> aka, aka. Uh, anyway, uh, it's quite. I think it's quite a nice episode myself. But what do you guys think? If someone were to ask you about this episode in a few words, uh, what would you tell them, Nathan? Uh, I, well, I think I know why they're singing about time. Is because they're time lords. That's all. <laughs> oh. We have to put out our special, by the way, soon. Anyway, Kelly, what about you?
2: <laughs> I I think there was a major lost opportunity when they picked up the laser pen and municipal bond didn't say the pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> Get it?
0: <laughs> Are we talking about the Jeopardy thing from Saturday Night Live?
2: No. No,
0: <laughs> well, it's well, Indiana Jones, right?
2: Yeah, Sean Connery.
0: Well, if he did do it. <laughs> He did do it uh, both in Jeopardy, though, on Saturday Night Live as well, where they made fun of Sean Connery, and they turned it into a very adult thing that I'm not going to say right now. But Oh, um,
2: <laughs> uh, yes, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> my my mind did not go there yes. because it went to Indiana Jones.
0: Indy is usually in my head all the time. But yes, Brody, uh, of course, says, The pen is mightier than the sword.
1: The pen? What? The pen is mightier than the
0: sword. But today's episode, Nathan, please tell us when did this episode first premiere?
3: Oh boy! So this episode first premiered on Saturday, September 28th of 1996, which was just one day after the one-hit wonder from the New Zealand band OMC was released. Uh, it was titled "How Bizarre." Remember that? Oh yeah.
1: Oh,
3: It was one day before the Nintendo 64 was officially released in the U.S. It launched with just two games: uh, Super Mario 64 and Pilot Wing 64. Oh yeah, and it was one week before the release of the movies D3 Mighty Ducks and That Thing You Do, starring uh, well, Tom Hanks is in that movie. So
0: I still haven't seen That Thing You Do all the way through. What? I know. I know. What? It's weird. I've I've seen like my wife has seen it has seen it like many times and. I don't know. I, I've heard it's a very good movie. They played it's that. It's very sound, good. They played that uh, that track on the radio all the time around this time.
3: It was. I went to a, like a, that thing you do like uh, party or something. It oh was, really? It was yeah. It was see it's just it's like thing. They have these things in L.A. You can just do them. Just <laughs> like an unofficial things, you know, just fun. How bizarre. Okay.
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, those those are some really memorable uh, little moments right there. And, uh, well, this episode's pretty memorable as well, even though I don't think I ever saw this in its initial run. I have heard the song at the very end, the uh, When You're Traveling song, because uh, that's in Animaniacs Live, and uh, performed, of course, incredibly well by Rob Paulson and and with uh, Randy Rogel playing along on piano. But uh, other than that, I was not familiar at all. So this was a... It was like a brand new episode of Animaniacs for me. It was a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and get right into our discussion. And let's start with From Burbank with Love. From Burbank with Love was written by John P. McCann, and it was directed by Charles Vizier, or Vizier. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's, but uh it could
2: be Visser. Visser.
0: Visser. Visser, Visser, Visser. I don't know. That sounds right to me. Visser. Well, we're going to go with that this week. <laughs> Kelly, tell us what happens here in from Burbank with love.
2: It is a parody of the James Bond films. And even the the opening of it mimics, you know, a lot of the old James Bond openings. They're always very dramatic and had a song playing along uh, the uh, opening of the film. And um, the title refers to From Russia with Love, which I'm reading is the second James Bond film. (laughs) I am not too terribly well acquainted with the James Bond films, unfortunately.
0: I've seen From Russia with Love, and I played the, I think it was GameCube. Maybe it was the Wii... No, I think it was GameCube. I don't know. I played the yeah, video I, game
3: of it. I played the video game. I never saw the movie, but that was a fun yeah, game.
0: It's pretty close. It's Sean Connery came back to to re- voice uh, James Bond again in it. it oh, was, that's cool. It's a, re- a really cool game. Anyway,
2: <laughs> all right, and the uh, the main villain in this parody is Blowfinger, which is a play on Goldfinger, which is also a James Bond movie, the the first one, if I recall. Um, right. Uh,
0: no, that can't. That's not right. That's not right. I thought it was. Doctor No. Doctor No. sounds more correct.
1: Okay, y'all
0: know more than I do. <laughs> I, I don't know. We We're have to not look it James up, but... Bond fans.
2: <laughs> uh... I'm. I'm trying to go back to like old, trivial pursuit games. Like, what do I know about James Bond? Um, <laughs> so, like, well, I mean, I grew up on the Roger Moore ones, so that's. You know up, what I most know?
0: Yeah, we we and, more and, Pierce Brosnan at our house for the most part. I think. I, yeah, I did a double check. Doctor No is the first. One. Okay, there we go. Oh,
2: thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad somebody knows.
3: <laughs> Google. So, does. Uh,
2: and the uh, 007 is the the James Bond, you know, look alike basically, and he's based off the Sean Connery James Bond, and um. Which I'm, I no doubt has the best voice of any James Bond, I'm sure. Fight me on that because (laughs) it's true. And uh, (laughs) when Dot meets him, he goes, she goes, Hello,
1: Nurse! Hi there. I'm Dot Warner, the spy who loves you. Bond, municipal Bond. Which is
2: another reference to another James Bond film. So they're working in all sorts of these titles and, and. parodying them and, and everything else. But the, the actual story of the episode is uh, Bond is informed. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, his name is Bond. Municipal Bond. He's informed <laughs> that three American agents are going to come help him because Blowfinger is going to steal the gold from Fort Knox, which didn't we already see that in a Pinky and the Brain we episode? Did.
0: We did. Pinky, yeah. it's a hard place to steal gold from.
2: <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> He has this elaborate plan and uh, involving satellites and laser beams, <laughs> and um, so they uh, they sneak into his hideout, which happens to be uh, the secret entrance is an outhouse, and they pretend
1: to be cable guys. It's Lionel Timpchop. Now watch carefully as I bluff our way in. Hi there. You know, Bob Hope drives a golf cart like that. He runs over gophers in Griffith Park.
2: Uh, who are you? Uh, we the, uh, the cable guys. Ah, cable guy,
1: Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> he must have seen that movie. And the next thing
2: you know, you're being held by rope over a vat of acid. So that's not a good situation for them to be in. But <laughs> well, the Warners can escape anything. Yes?
0: I was going to say, which, unlike odd, you know, well, not odd job, but what's his name? Temp Job. Uh, I liked the Cable Guy movie. Maybe not the first time I watched it, but that was a movie that had to grow on me because it was so different than all of Jim Carrey's previous films. You know, The Mask and Ace Ventura, and then he was doing this kind of dark comedy one um which
2: Oh, I never saw it.
0: You so. never seen it? Oh, it's pretty good.
2: It's No, I'm not the biggest Jim Carrey fan. Yeah.
0: It's mm. directed by Ben Stiller, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So Jack yeah. Black's in it. And Jack Black is oh. in it. Yeah. And uh Matthew Broderick and a lot of other people. <laughs> anyway. Okay. It has a cult following these days.
2: Got it. Okay. So um so the Warner's escape And they end up redirecting the satellite so that when Blowfinger hits the button, it actually uh, targets his secret lair
1: and him. Say, I was wondering, do you really want to press that button? Yes, I really, really do. Guess what? He really wants to push the button. Okay, let him do it. Well, if your mind's made up, there's not much I can do. Go ahead and press the button, Blow. That's very gracious of you. Fine. I will. (laughs)
2: And, uh, Fort Knox is safe. And then, uh... 00, I'm sorry 7 is rescued from the acid and then the Warners say that uh, they want to continue to work with him and he says I have a better idea and then next thing you know they're on the set of a Wild West show
0: it's not it that's what I thought it was too but it's uh, Marshall oh gosh now I'm forgetting the it's a TV show that I never watched uh, Marshall Oh, uh, cloud. The
2: cloud is something. McLeod. Marshall McLeod.
0: Yeah, there was a show called McLeod. And it's
2: not the Wild
0: West. No, it's a, he's he. It opens up with him. I believe the original TV was you know it was a. I don't know what the premise was. My guess is an old West sheriff. It's put into the city, and I believe in the opening credits he's riding a horse down the busy streets.
2: Oh. So. Oh, okay, well, so he, he's transplanted from the Wild
0: West. Yes, exactly. Okay. There's your pitch.
2: <laughs> got, got it. Yeah, that's that was an obscure reference, so yes, I, I didn't get
0: that one. <laughs> it was a little... But the writers did not care, and that's why we love them.
1: Russell McLeod, catch that getaway car! Yeah, we want to see you use your New Mexico know-how to solve big city crime. It was him or Columbo, and we like Columbo.
0: It was nice to see the um a lot of the same uh character designs from uh, the Chicken Boo uh, one. What was that one called? Um, the the Chicken Boo was the. the ch- Chicken Boo who loved me? I can't chicken remember. Chicken Boo who loved me. I think it was, it was the chicken who loved me. You were close. It was No, it's Chicken Boo who loved. No. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken who loved me, but a lot of the same designs are back for this one and that was one of my favorite Chicken Boos. Um so I just I just like parroting James Bond. Apparently this um actual script may have been from one of the first seasons. John P McCann wrote this one and I believe at this Particular time, he was working only on Freakazoid, so it would make sense that this would just kind of be a uh, you know an older script that they decided to uh, to animate finally. And it feels a lot of it feels like an older or you know one of the first season Animaniacs episodes. You know, like Wacko's running around the place and stamping things like you know like a crazy person. Um, but anyway, there's a we went over basically all the. James Bond references, which there were quite a few. I did find one that I did not see in the reference guides that, that we have anyway, and maybe it's in there buried because there's so many different things. But I sent you guys a picture of the license plate of a municipal bond's license plate as they're backing up.
1: Come on back. Two more. Two more. more.
0: Can you make out those letters, Nathan, on the um is it say scrub no <laughs> it looks like it's a scrub but if what i know that's what
3: i thought first thought but then i have no idea i didn't understand it
0: well it's from what i can see it says S C B J B. so i looked at that and said what could that mean well sc maybe for sean connery and then b j b for bond james bond Oh. Mm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, that's good because I didn't want no scrub. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you wanted to say?
2: That, that reminds me of um, when I, I was reading one of the Young Jedi Knight books, and the Stormtroopers' um, comm unit designation or whatever is uh, CE3K 1977. And I was looking, I was like, oh, this means something. <laughs> I know it. And. um, it didn't take long. It took me a minute. And I was like, it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh. And I felt so smart. But, you know, I was putting that inside joke in there. So I, I felt super intelligent because how many people are going to pick that up?
0: I love inside jokes. <laughs> and I love those Young uh, young Jedi Knight books. Those were so much fun. Mm-hmm. We used to read so many of those growing. You know, I would, I'd read them first and then give them to Nathan when I was done with them. <laughs> 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 well um uh, well, well let's just talk about our some of our favorite moments in this one nathan what were some of your favorite gags or moments in this first cartoon oh i liked when
3: uh they they're
0: watching uh the the slideshow
3: basically and then they start they keep throwing things at it and uh eventually there's a bug and they tell him that the room's been bugged it's silly <laughs> pretty silly <laughs> um and oh and uh uh Dot being in love with uh, James Bond was nice. It was funny. So.
0: <laughs> it's a good interactions overall, I think, with yeah. uh, James Bond in this one. Just kind of, he was putting up with them very well, despite being mm-hmm. blown up, and yeah. and different things like that. Um, but yes,
3: he was. Uh, yeah, a good character. Yeah, he was shaken but
0: not stirred. <laughs> <laughs> love that joke.
1: From now on, just stay out of my way. Hey, don't get all stirred up.
0: I'm shaken not stirred and Kelly what about you
2: I liked it when uh, Dot asked him if he preferred her as natural or painted up like a clown and then she opened the lipstick tube that wasn't really lipstick
1: do you like me natural or painted up like a party clown either way's cool with me
2: don't open that
1: <laughs> I guess it wasn't my color
0: still it left an impact on me when he explodes he gets uh his hair gets whiter and whiter almost to the point of looking like a uh, sean connery today where he has white hair and everything um and by the way that speaking of like indiana jones and sean connery and everything like that uh i love the the fact that here's sean connery with these kind of takeoffs of the marx brothers and i just kept having the line i should have <laughs> mailed it to the marx brothers in my head Because (laughs) you have the diary in your pocket. (laughs) You don't. Do you
1: think my son would be that stupid that he would bring my diary all the way back here?
3: (laughs) You didn't, did you?
1: You didn't bring it, did you? Well, you did. Look,
0: we'll discuss this later. I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Well, you take it easy? There he was, right with them. I wish they would have put that line that, in there.
2: Last Crusade had, had the best script of all the indie movies. I mean, say what you will about Raiders and, and you know, a lot of people think that's the their best the best one and, and it it is probably. I mean I I have trouble deciding, but I really think that Last Crusade had the best script or at least it's the most quotable.
0: Yeah, it has the fun well it definitely is the funniest of the trilogy. I was gonna say quadrilogy, but I know that would make you no. upset. So
2: Trilogy. I mean, I love Steven Spielberg.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know this this whole cartoon just had a lot of just really funny moments in it. Um, uh, you know, just like little cute moments, such as when he almost gets dropped in the acid, and then they dot rescues him at the very end, and he says, "The acid was hot and burned my bottom." There,
1: there. That's a good secret agent.
0: I just like. <laughs> It's just mm-hmm. such a funny thing and um, I, the only thing that kind of bugged me just a little bit was the fact that uh, blowfinger uh, had uh, his head oh. changed size a few times like and that was like if mm. the joke is that he has such a small head then he should his head should stay relatively the same size any other favorite moments any things like that you guys want to mention before we move on to the next segment?
3: He was 0007 instead of 007.
0: That's I think we already right. said that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> One more zero equals extra funny. That's <laughs> right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next cartoon, which is Anchors A Warners. Hello listener,
3: this is Jess Hanel, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs and you're listening to Anime Cast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later
0: An Inkers of Warners was written by Nick Dubois and it was directed by Charles Vizier. Vizier. <laughs> And Nathan, tell us what happens here in Anchors of Warners. Oh, well,
3: Dr. Scratch and Sniff is going to take a cruise and uh, a a vacation away from the Warners. Uh, So he's going incognito. He sneaks onto the boat um, and he checks his room. There's no Warners there. So hooray. Uh, He starts throwing confetti over the edge. And the Warners hand him more confetti. (laughs) He falls off the boat and <laughs> gets, uh, breaks his leg, I guess. Aloha! Aloha!
1: Aloha oi! Ooh, If he had hit the water, he would have had
3: a ten. So uh, next he's by the pool. And hey, there's a, a lovely lady next to him. And he uh, starts trying to flirt with her, and then the Warners come over and say, Daddy, where's Mommy?
1: She's as pretty as Mommy. Where is Mommy, Daddy? What? What did you do with Mommy? Stop with some Mommy goofing, (laughs) Dad. There is no Mommy. She's making the funny. You mean mommy's not on the boat? Where is she, Daddy? This is not funny, Echo. I I, I just look after them. I'm I'm not really their daddy. <laughs> mommy, mommy, we want mommy. Enough! Mommy. No more making this a mommy in front of the new lady.
3: And then uh, the the lady uh, beats Doctor Scratch's hip up because hey, he's being kind of a pig, uh, saying that they don't have a mommy and stuff like that. So then. They go and play bingo, um, and the Warners keep yelling bingo, even though they haven't won bingo yet. eleven.
1: Bingo! Bingo, 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 bingo! But there is no bingo here. Now, I want you kids to stop this. I'm afraid she doesn't have the bingo either. (laughs) I hear you say bingo one more time. I'm going to clog dance on your head.
3: Everyone in the in the room gets really upset. And uh, by the end, Dr. War- uh, Scratches is like, how would you like if I said bingo, bingo, bingo? And then everyone gets really mad at him and he gets beat up as well. So then <laughs> he decides uh, that the Warners will not join him for dinner. So he goes and has dinner by himself. And he's like, hey, there was no one there having dinner. Where wonder where everyone is. And they're all in his room uh, having a huge party, uh, and they, it's like a party for him even, uh, and they're all dancing. He gets injured again, unfortunately, but at least he had a great time on the boat. So as he's leaving, they say, Hey, here's your bill uh for room service. He's like, I didn't order no room service, but the <laughs> Warners did. The Warners had like twenty six thousand dollars worth of room service, so he jumps in the water and swims to China where the Warners will meet him there.
0: Good summary, Nathan. Um <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's our there's our cartoon right here. This one was a was a interesting one. It had some references to well like previous episodes of Animaniacs, uh, mm-hmm. my favorite of which was uh, the, the... when Dr. Scratch and Sniff this time said, no, 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 no. Of course, the last time it was Yakko and Hello Nurse interacting that way, which, of course, means Rob Paulson and Tress McNeil basically got to switch roles where, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Warner sibling <laughs> versus the, uh, the adult human. Um, I just thought that was a, a nice little switch. And for me, at least, it worked. Um, and, of course, there's, like, the, the whole romp, 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 hey, from the Billy Goats mm-hmm. rough, uh one right there. So there's some there's some cute uh, – take my siblings, please. That's what that episode was called. But anyway, there's some cute stuff in here. And, of course, they're on the long boat instead of the love boat, which I don't know if that pun necessarily works. But uh, they had uh, Miss Flamille. She was in there. She was a, a – guest mm. on the boat, <laughs> and uh, the Gilligan's Island crew can be seen in a few, uh, like Marianne and the Professor and Gilligan and the Skipper, and yeah. So, there we go. Uh, but what were your some of your favorite moments in this cartoon? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you.
2: Well, you already mentioned the no-no-no-no, which I said.
0: <laughs>
2: was, it was just so cute. No-no-no. Could you do that again? No-no-no. I love that. And I liked uh, how the Warners were all dressed up. They looked cute in their outfits.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nathan, what about you?
3: Um, I thought the delivery of the Where's Mommy is was very well done by, like, uh, Rob Paulson doing the... Uh, and then they just start crying. It's, just a, it's very well done, I think.
0: I really did funny. like that scene right there. Where's Mommy? <laughs> and then just the <laughs> fact that and Rob Paulson really did do a great job of flipping. I'm assuming he did of course both characters at the same time mm. um but the way that the way that scratch and sniff just says, "Look, come on, stop this you know <laughs> he basically he has this he has this kind of like calm like a way There's a real no person. You know, yeah stop <laughs> please. this is not funny, stop with the jokes um um but yeah, there was a lot of uh references to you know just just quick gags, you know the monkey stuff. And there's actually monkeys this time. I did read. Um, ooh, there's some thunder over me right now. Scary! It's a scary episode of the Animaniac. I did read um, though the the blog that we often go to, and one of our listeners, of course, is the archive. Well, he's the person who wrote all this stuff. And hello, nice Warners, which is an awesome blog. You should check out uh, for more information for some really detailed information and reviews of. Every episode of Animaniacs. And in his blog, he says that the, this particular episode he didn't like. And I think he really went down on this particular segment because the Warners were too mean to Dr. Scratch and Sniff. And it kind of goes against that whole formula that the, there has to be somebody who's asking for it. But in this case, they're just <laughs> driving him crazy from the, from the very moment he's on the ship. For no reason other than to just drive him crazy. Me personally, I didn't really care. I just thought it was really funny. But what did you guys think? Does this is this still funny, or were the Warners just too mean? Uh, Kelly, what do you think?
2: Well, I I don't think they were so mean, but they I really felt bad for Scratch and Sniff. I mean, he he just wanted to go and have a good time on a cruise, and he went through this whole elaborate ruse with the the disguise and and everything and i mean the poor guy just can't catch a break
0: i know and he's on a well budget. i
2: mean he he actually caught way too many breaks
0: on the- <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Bada-boom. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> nathan what about you what did you think
3: i thought uh they were really nice and they gave him 10 points each <laughs> That's
0: so true. i don't know
3: what the guy is talking about <laughs> um you can't get any higher than that so they couldn't have been nicer that's so, a good that's
0: point. It. That's a very good point. But, um, but anyway, I really <laughs> like this uh, this one. I just there's a lot of just I could keep. I could just go over every moment. And just go, I like that joke. I like that joke. It was I was laughing out loud many times during this cartoon.
1: Hey, you guys, it's Rob Paulson here. Um, I am so thrilled that we have the cast to continue to find a way to help me to get a freaking job. Thank you for listening. Bye.
0: Let's go ahead and wrap it up with the final little segment here, which is when you're traveling from Nantucket or the traveling or the it's the time song. And now Yakko
1: Warner sings about time. When you're traveling from Nantucket through Chicago to St. Paul and you're standing in an airport and you look up on the wall, there's a clock for every city and a different time for all from Asia through Malaysia to Peru. Did you ever wonder why that when it's 10 o'clock in Maine? At precisely the same moment, it is 3 a.m. in Spain. When it's Ooh. breakfast time in Rome, they're having lunch in the Ukraine. And it's supper up in Upper Catandou.
0: This song was written by Randy Rogel. And uh, basically, yeah, Yakko is in his uh, little cap once again, except uh, uh, instead of singing about the nations of the world, he's singing about the time zones and how when you're in this place it's a different time and you might be eating breakfast here but they're eating dinner or lunch in a different part of the world and it's a pretty complex song but it's catchy and it has a nice tune to it I personally liked it uh, quite a bit so it's about time we get to you guys what do you think about this particular cartoon, Nathan?
3: Um, uh, Time Lords that's all I can <laughs> I, I liked it. Um, oh, oh, and uh, the whole bigger on the inside, that also happened in that first one. And then they just appear on the boat. Um, I'm thinking uh, they uh, used their TARDIS to get there. Uh, so there. Wait a minute. That's,
0: Where's the TARDIS thing on the bigger on the inside well, of the boat?
3: And and the, they... they uh, the, the first, the, the you know, the Jane's Bond episode, they go inside the porta potty and they say, hey, it's bigger on the inside, uh, oh. but I don't think they're as surprised because they've seen that before. They live in a TARDIS. Uh, true. Good point. <laughs> and then uh, on the boat, they just magically appear there, and I would assume they found Dr. Scratchesniff because they knew where he would be in the past because they <laughs> came from the future because uh, they're Time Lords. So they... <laughs>
0: We did, we got to figure out when the new season of Doctor Who comes out. So Nathan, we can get you and me, and I think we'll put Jason Hunt in here as well, <laughs> because Jason Hunt ho- hosts a uh, he hosts the Wampus Lair, but he ho- also hosts uh, Talkin' Time Lords, and uh, we have to pick his brain and figure out once and for all why Animaniacs is in- indeed the lost spinoff, uh, you know, Doctor Who series. This is just a bunch of Time Lords all this time uh but kelly what did you think about this this song i
2: thought it was cute and um wait, I, I use that word a lot for it yeah
0: <laughs> but they are but
2: yeah <laughs> and, and you know it, i i think it's pretty educational um i'm i'm not sure like if i didn't know anything about time zones um how much i would have picked up from it but i think i, I would have picked up quite a bit like they really, with the maps and everything, and talking about it's this time here and that time there. I think they do a really good job of illustrating different time zones.
0: I agree. I think it in, I think they even point out to the fact that you may not be getting much much of this, but if <laughs> or might be wasting your time. Um, but I think it has enough of a concept to get stuck into the kids' brains that they go, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> well. Any last thoughts on this uh, song before we get to our Water Tower rating? Um, Time is all relative. And uh,
3: Yoda is 900 years on what planet, I guess?
0: Ooh. Uh,
3: There you go. (laughs) Well,
2: it'd it'd have to be Dagobah because he's on Dagobah when he says, you're 900 years old, you reach.
3: So,
0: like, what What is that, like equivalent to earth years you know i I don't know i think i think i saw this (laughs) nathan i think i saw this in a uh in a star wars book or something that they go off of when it comes to years and what exactly year it was i think they go off of coruscant time because Mm. there's so many different ways to measure years on different planets that yeah that maybe yoda maybe yoda was only 90 but he just spent so much time (laughs) (laughs) on a planet that went around the sun faster Exactly. So, hmm.
2: Well, I know between uh, Revenge, well, no, I'm sorry. Between Phantom Menace and Empire Strikes Back, he, his look changed a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot more than what the you know 30 years uh, for a 900 year old creature, it, and that always changed... bugged me. But they went yeah. back and fixed it with exactly. like he
3: changed less now. Like if you look at it now, it's It's not as dramatic. I remember
2: remember a friend of mine sent me a picture. He's like, oh, there's a new picture of Yoda from the Phantom Menace. And, you know, it was one of those things back when we had dial-up and it took forever to load. And I hadn't seen what Yoda looked like in for Phantom Menace. And I screamed and backed away from my computer.
0: (laughs) When I first saw that maquette, because it leaked, I remember the same thing. I remember seeing it and people were saying, this is going to be Yoda. And I thought it was fake. I thought there's no way that's Yoda. I did too. I was like, there's yeah. no way. But there's also like rumors that Charlton Heston would be voicing Yoda too. There was so oh no, many, I don't remember that. There was crazy rumors back then. I think well, some of them might have almost been true too. Like I think Tupac was originally going to be one of the Jedi's or something at one point too, or something. It there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff and. Boy, oh boy, we think there's fake news now. In the infancy of the internet, when there was no <laughs> way, you know, clear way to double-check your answers, people could say a lot of stuff and get away with it back then. Well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Well, out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? nathan let's start with you Ooh, okay um i'll say uh,
3: three yeah three i like the, there was a nice little song in it and yeah it's like like not the best episode but it was enjoyable
0: so yeah okay mm, kelly what about you i'll
2: give it a four it was a good all-around episode and it really had the feeling of some of the, the classic episodes you know, with the educational song and the uh, annoying Doctor Scratch and sniff, and a, a decent parody. So, uh, yeah, four.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to go even farther. I'm going to go four and a half. Ooh. I almost gave it five. Ooh. I almost gave it five. And the only but thing,
2: it's no Wally Lama.
0: It's no Wally Lama. But the only thing is, it the animation kind of bugged me a little bit, uh, just in certain parts. Like you know, like in in the second one. Uh, in anchors of warners there's like weird parts where like wacko is eating the chair i think or something mm-hmm. and his teeth look really like weird he looks kind of just menacing and then there's another part where um in uh in the course of the last cartoon with uh when you're traveling from nantucket and ooh thunder see the ominous sounds of, this, of the animation, uh, there's a, the song uh, when you're traveling from Nantucket. It was animated by a group of people from uh, called Varga, and they were an animation studio in Hungary. And it looks good, but it looks weird at the same time. Just just a little off. This is the only segment that the, that company animated uh, with Animaniac, So it's kind of a you know they're a one and done thing, but. If it weren't for the animation, this would have been a total five for me. I agree with you, Kelly, that this is, like, very reminiscent to classic, we're going to call it, like, first season Animaniac stuff because we have the parody, we have a song, and we have driving Dr. Scratch and Sniff crazy. <laughs> and, <laughs> hey, that's that's all good with me. So I, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Okay, let's go ahead and get to some contact information Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? You can find me on Twitter, folks. Django
3: FT, that's me. I'm also on Discord uh, something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Com, And we're having lots of cool discussions in our Animaniacast uh, section of the Discord group and uh, in all the other RetroZap groups as well where you can meet and uh, discuss different pop culture topics. Uh, I was just having a discussion last night with the folks over at uh, the Arg Cast, which is a video game podcast for uh, Retro Zap, and we were talking about a video game that was driving me nuts that I just really don't like, but I have to finish it because I started it, and I am, have to be a completionist like that—just how I am. Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online?
2: <laughs> uh, on Twitter at Yoda Princess Y O D A P R N C S S. Or email kelly at bigshinyrobot.com. And on Discord, I'm Kelly
1: AnimaniCast.
0: All right. And, whoo, uh, that <laughs> thunder is getting bad. And as for the AnimaniCast, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, you can go over to AnimaniCast.com to check out our previous episodes or simply subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player of choice. If you have a favorite podcast player and you can't find us, Send us a tweet or an email, which is animaniacast at RetroZap.com, and we will make it right. Speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head over there because we are part of the RetroZap network of podcasts. There is a plethora of perfect podcasts that you should listen to. Check it out today. Subscribe to the RetroZap podcast feed and get every single one of the podcasts delivered straight to your device. Well, let's go ahead and wrap things up. For Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.
2: Good night, everybody.